Hello, Arimla Jams listeners. This is your host, Omira, or Arimla, and I'm coming back at you with the second part of my rant, my sincere rant on the 1975. Now, I just filmed the first episode of this, and I just wanted to keep going because I have a lot of thoughts to say. So, the last thing I ended on was my issue with the song, the 1975. Oh, maybe I should just talk about what I just talked about um, in the prior episode. But essentially, I'm talking about one of my old favorite groups in 1975, um, and kind of in this episode really outlining my issues with the group as a whole, their scandals, why I think their group has gone downhill, and honestly, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be kind of a tough episode because I really did love this group, and I don't really feel bad talking shit about them because Ratty Healy sucks. Um, anyways, so I last talked about the track, the 1975, and how Greg um did a speech on climate change in the fourth iteration of that song. And how I thought it was, it was, it was a very performative activist move, in my opinion. It was just, it did nothing. They released that, they released this album in 2020. You know, who's streaming full albums nowadays? They're, they streamed the worst they ever have on this album. They did not do very well um, in terms of reception. Again, as I mentioned, on this fourth album, it felt unnecessary, right? Felt unnecessary. Um, if we look at the song People, which is, again, I think a social commentary, that song is fucking annoying. Like, straight up. It's annoying. You're screaming. You cannot do, like, it, it's it's a rock song. I don't know what the specific style of rock is, but it's like a rock song like Maddie Healy. Like, this is not the style of rock you're good at. You're bad at this. Stop screaming. There. Literally. That's how I feel. Now, this is the album that also has the song Jesus Christ 2005 God Bless America, which is literally like a country song. Is it? Did I remember incorrectly? Hold on, guys. Dead air. Do you hear this? Guys, I can't. It's There's a reason I said it's pseudo country. It's just annoying. It's just this album was so mid. It was so mid. It was so mid. Um, Yeah. It was really disappointing, and I feel like there were some, there's the problem is there were some fantastic moments vocally on it, um, especially from, that was Dead Air, um, if you're too shy, let me know, and Tonight I Wish I Was Your Boy, which there were some songs that really called back, because they really, as I said, trying to call back to their initial days of the band, like the first, you know, like in 2007 or whatever, they're trying to make callbacks to that, and they do a really good job on, like, three songs, and then they stop. There's the rest of the, the, like, the other 15 tracks really suck. Again, as I said, you could really boil this album down to nine songs, and they don't, which is the unfortunate thing. And they tried to do certain, they have a lot of, a lot of instrumental tracks. I did not count how many, probably around five, five instrumental tracks, and then they have, like, a bunch of other tracks that are mainly instrumental and that have a little bit of vocal. Now, songs like Shiny Collarbone which are like kind of fun, just don't fit stylistically with the rest of this album. I'm all for trying different genres of music, styles within those genres, but you should have a cohesiveness. I mean, if we look at Doja Cat's album, it was so cohesive on the initial, like on the non-deluxe version. So cohesive. The 1975 were not cohesive on notes on a conditional form at all. It was very separated. They could have maybe even broken this album down into two separate albums or an EP and an album, right? Just unnecessary in my opinion. So those are kind of like my main issues with each individual album. And just let's, you know, I'll talk a little broadly about some um, of my issues with the group. Firstly, I hate their remixes. They all suck. The only one that's good is this one girl's remix that I heard on like an anime music video like six years ago. That's the only one that's fine. 
okay? Firstly, we're also not going to talk about my anime face because I literally regret that more than anything in my entire goddamn life. Um, but yeah. So, the 1975 have also had their fair share of controversies. And one of those, as I mentioned prior, was kind of co-opting political political movements without really doing much. Like, yeah, they've, like, donated money and they've, like, been... They've been, like, inclusive, but this is just post-production note I want to make. The issue that I have in regards to Maddie Healy and the 1975's criticisms of America in general are not because those criticisms aren't warranted at all. America's a very shitty country, has a very racist history, also has an imperialist history. However, I think I find it very hypocritical that Maddie Healy, as someone who has never lived in america in the way that a number of other people have as a as like a british white guy he he's criticizing this country without making adequate jabs at his own country i mean what have the british done they're this massive historical imperialist colonist like powerhouse as many other western nations are and while not all imperialists are from the west you know i i have to be very clear in that I, I take issue with the fact that he makes all these songs about how America's shitty, and he co-ops, you know, anti-bigoted, anti-racist, um, very pro-LGBTQ speech without, I don't know, adequately addressing those issues in his own country, and then siding with, like, bigoted people in the news sphere of the UK without, like, properly recognizing how... I just, I don't think he's very careful at all, and I feel like there's a lot of discrepancies in some of the moral, like, the more, like, moral high ground they tend to, he, Maddie Healy in particular tends to take in regards to topics about issues that pertain to morals, even politics, without, um, I don't know, applying those on a more interpersonal basis, because a lot of it just seems performative in this very broad sphere of them having a platform to me it's like you're not really doing shit like okay you donated some money and you talk of all these things and maddie healy uses a lot of big words in his interviews to again his his fault of following with the 1975 is so like liberal and leftist so it's just like why 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 don't your actions the people you support follow through with these morals that you preach to your fans, to non-fans, in all of your interviews, in your concerts, whatever. It just doesn't line up, and I have an issue with that. It's a main criticism that I think some fans really bring up constantly, while a lot of people just kind of tend to, you know, push off the back. They're doing, you know, they're doing so much for good. They're talking about these topics. Well, they're doing bare minimum stuff, but their actions don't necessarily not line up with what they're preaching. Only once they realized their fans wanted them to be really diverse and inclusive. And then Maddie Healy, like, supported the sentiment of, like, this really, really strong, like, British Islamophobe. And then the recent issue that they've really suffered from is their former photographer, Adam Powell, coming, like, having a number of allegations, like, a number of allegations made against him of, of at the time, minor fans of the 1975, where he basically, like, abuses power and, like, essayed them, sexually assaulted them. Um, yeah. That's, like, really, that was a tipping point for me that really made me angry. I was like, what the hell? Because I even remember Adam Powell being a really notable, you know, figure in the 1975s, um, how they promoted. Like, obviously, he took a lot of their photos. Um, actually, Eve Fartlow, Oh my god, this is embarrassing. I actually used to follow her on Twitter because she used to report on the 1975. 
Um, and then <laughs> a couple years ago, I saw in her bio, it said Zionist. <laughs> I followed her. But yeah, I used to follow Eve Fortlow, not because I liked her, but because she she was involved with the 1975 and I followed her as Vanessa Zionist. Um, also, I need to do an episode dedicated to how Troy Savant terrorized the entire generation of people my age. And he's a Zion- he's literally a Zionist sympathizer. And he's South African. Why are you not going to talk about the apartheid of South Africa? Whatever. We're not going to talk about this in this episode. Regardless. Um... The 1975 have had their controversy, and this Adam Powell one in particular really shot them down. Really shot them down. Because they didn't do anything publicly to to combat him. They've been so outspoken on issues regarding, you know, I don't even remember if they said shit for Black Lives Matter, honestly. <sighs> Again, 2020 was a weird year. I don't even remember if they even said anything. But they've been so outspoken about climate change, about LGBTQ issues, and then they don't say shit about one of their photographers being a child predator, essentially. Not, it's just, it's fucking disgusting. I don't really know what else to say. It's, it was really upsetting. And thankfully, a lot of their former fans are really, crit- are really good about being critical of this. And I don't think, when, okay, something that I really want to talk about is like how the 1975 will come back. Because they will. They will come back in the next three to four years. and Two to th- four years. I would, let's give that better time frame. They will absolutely come back. But they really need, if they really want any success, they have to let everything regarding Adam Powell, their, you know, their fans hate them. Honestly, broadly, most of their fans don't like them. They're like, they made really good albums at one point, and now they're shit. They're shit. Just absolute garbage. Um, They're really going to have to wait for all the stuff to die down. But they're, I mean, I'm on the 1975, um, what is it called? You can follow the tweets regarding that topic. I'm on the 1975 one, and almost every tweet that shows up from that um, topic is criticism of the 1975. People spreading the infographic outlining what Adam Powell did, and good. They deserve to be criticized. They cultivated a fan base of, firstly, initially, lots of liberals, lots of neoliberal people, and later, you know, their fan base became more predominantly um, leftist because they started co-opting anti-capitalist rhetoric. Um, particularly regarding climate change, regarding other systemic issues, like regarding racism and LGBTQ matters. And then what do they do? They don't do shit about them, actually. When you have an actual child predator who you knowingly, most likely, you know, saw him abuse his power, then what the fuck are you doing? What, what, what? How does any of your, your moral foundation even matter anymore? When you can't even, I don't know, protect your minor fans. I mean, Maddie Healy even used to kiss fans on stage, which I think no matter what is, is a power, a, it's a, it's abuse of power. You should not be kissing your fans, straight up, especially if they're younger. You know, I I don't remember the exact age of the fan. She might have been 15 or 16, but goddamn. I mean, Maddie Healy's girlfriend back in 2016 was very young. I think she was like 19 or 20. She was like fresh young. I don't know. I don't know. Maddie Healy. Oh, by the way, the group is all and like they're in their 30s now. So it's just very, it's just very suspicious to me. Um, and it's part of why I'm very frustrated with them as a group. They've really let down the trust of their fans, and I think a lot of their fans don't like them anymore. You know, we can only fondly think about these albums, but everything else is just nothing lines up. Their morals kind of all shook off. After the release of their of their fourth album, I wonder if they'll even come back with music. I do think they will, but it's, it's such a shame. It truly is such a shame. Now, I actually want to briefly talk about um, some of their collaborations. 
Maddie Healy, or not Maddie Healy, the 1975 work under the company Dirty Hit, which is a UK-based company, Rina Sawayama and No Rome are artists that are from this label. Um, and Dirty Hit has questionable, is questionable. They are kind of known for being liberal with their artists and giving them a lot of rights to do what they want musically. That's why Rina Sawayama was like, I want to go to Dirty Hit because they let me do a lot of stuff musically that other people wouldn't. And I think part of the reason that it was easy for Rina Sawayama to go to Dirty Hit was because the 1975 did set precedent in some of their music being very controversial at times. Um, they've never really had a conservative fan base at all, but especially when they started releasing music um, in their second era, in their second album era, that kind of set precedent for some more politically tense music, even though political music has been around for decades and decades and decades. Um, it just felt like the, it was an, an odd revival moment in terms of the 1975. I do feel like Rina Sawayama addre addresses some of these issues better. I feel like Rina Sawayama, I don't know, I'm saying her full name every time. I do feel like Rina just is overall is a better, ugh, I just love Rina. Anti-capitalist queen. Anyways, the 1975 wish they were as good as her, straight up. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts about the context of the group prior, later, now. But something that I want to know regarding the downfall of 1975 is I think Maddie Healy's vocals are actually a huge part of why the 1975 have not done that well. Their first album was full of a lot of pa vocal power jams. There's a reason I said it was like rock styled. Some of their songs were more rocky. Because they were wild, like, why? He was, like, screaming, essentially. But they were very controlled, vocally very stunning performances. And the second album, he was able to continue some of that. But he had to take on a more somber sound. And as I said, you know, they'd write a lot about drugs. And Maddie Healy had a really, really intense phase of severe, like, drug usage. Like, he had to, like, take a couple of breaks because of it. And it was actually really unfortunate. Um, and I obviously, I feel, I felt really bad for him and... Obviously, the way that drug usage is still stigmatizing getting help for addictions is really shitty. And I wish a lot of drug use wasn't criminalized in the way that it is. And, you know, it's it's very shitty. But um, something that I noted as, a, as an earlier fan was that his voice declined. And he even said at times, like, partially, like, his, I mean, his voice has suffered because of his drug usage. And I think that is really sad because, I mean, there's lots of artists who are still able to upkeep their vocal capabilities even when using drugs and it's honestly pretty cool i mean as long as you're healthy and you're just taking care of your body and making sure you're not straightening yourself i think you know whatever do what you want but something that because i maybe because maddie was doing it at such an uncontrolled rate that his voice really suffered and i think that was part of why they had to make such dramatic shifts in the second the third and fourth album because even though there are some amazing vocal performances on these two albums these latter two albums and Maddie Healy still can sing live very I mean fine he, I mean even at the concert that I went to he was avoiding singing a lot he just he didn't really do any of the, the big notes the you know belts just kind of avoided all those which is fine I do think his voice has suffered health-wise and I think that's part of why people don't really care about the style of music that he's making now because it doesn't feature that many like big belts or oh my god guys what is happening to my body let me drink some water dead air dead air that was a sip and a gulp if I've ever heard a sip and a gulp when is also taking a drink we all need you know a little water break okay regardless Maddie Healy vocally is just, he's just gone down, and some I mean, even though he had some really great performances vocally from these last couple of years, it's just, 
it's just been a shame. I mean, there's a reason they've shifted to more performances. They have two, a, a pair of twins that dance for them, or used to. They needed to get out. They were way too talented for the 1995. Honestly, they were too. They were too cool. Um, but anyways, they had they they were more like performance based rather than like like the vocally perform. Okay, they're more like visually performance based than vocally performance based, and that was frustrating. On that's frustrating to see. That's all I can really say. Um, the reason that I mentioned John Waugh in the last podcast is because the saxophone has become a really big part of some of their bigger tracks, and I honestly think it's great. It's I really liked how they really highlighted um, an instrumentalist who doesn't play instruments that are more common in mainstream bands, even though we are really seeing a revival in using different, you know, different types of instruments, like you've I believe it's the euphonia, the one that you blow into, that also has a piano key connected to it. You know, things like that, they're all coming, you know, these instruments are coming, coming back, coming in general. Um, so I can't really shit on them um, instrumentally because I think instrumentally the group is really solid, um, particularly that second album. Just lots of great instrumental performances. For the first album, great instrumental performances. Truly, um, honestly, as someone who loves bass lines, I thought Ross McDonald's bass lines were mid, except Ugh's bass line and guitar line were fantastic fantastic There's, i mean the reason i love that song is because of the guitar to be honest but a bum 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 oh i don't even do it justice oh so good it's just so good did you guys hear that i got a notification from my laptop regardless i just have a lot of thoughts on this group i really wish they were just not shit like in terms of their morals and frankly i i really do expect the 1975 will not last the next 10 years to be honest I also, it really hurts because I love so many of their songs. I mean, I said, if I believe you, uh, um, if you're too shy, let me know. Let's pull up some more songs that I absolutely adore. Um, 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 what, uh, me. I was going to talk about collaborations and I literally went totally, okay, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Wow. This is bad dead air. Um, settle down, pressure, menswear. I love that song um so far it's all right falling for you loving someone god i've already said the songs i've literally said it's not living if it's not with you okay you know you know these songs you know the songs but okay so um as part of dirty hit going back to the topic rina sawayama no rome no rome was an artist that maddie healy really pushed like really pushed in terms of he signed on to big hit and then maddie healy started working with him a lot and honestly, I thought Norman was a pretty solid artist. He made more electronic dance pop music, which I really didn't mind. And um, what was the song that they did together? Uh, me forgetting. Me forgetting. Um, Narcissist. I love Narcissist. I mean, honestly, the Rip Indo his Hisashi out, uh, EP from Norum was honestly so good. I feel like it was hella underrated. Um, but whatever, whatever. Um, they recently did a collab with Charlie XCX, which was bad. Uh, no Rome and Charlie XCX and the 1975 did a collaboration together. It was bad. They did it very recently. It was bad. I really don't expect, especially after these collaborations when they used to be solid at collaborating. Oh, that's something also very important to note. The 1975 do not do collabs on their main album. They had one girl sing on one of the like country-esque songs in the fourth album wanted to do a quick little um, post-production, the second post-production note, um, just because I did some extra research um, for this episode, uh, because the artist that 
I was talking about here is actually Phoebe Bridgers. And one of the issues that I took from this was that she wasn't properly uh, credited on the track list. She's literally a feature on the on the song was not credited. Um, also, the song itself is really odd. It's like a social, it's like a um, satirical satire on Jesus and like religion in general. Yes, I really just said satirical satire. No, like what am I on? I wanted to keep it in because I thought it was funny, but I literally can't. So many post-production notes, which I, I don't really care for. I'm kind of over the religious satire from that album. It just wasn't as well executed as some of the critiques from the first couple of albums, but whatever. Um, also, I was clipping. I've recorded this clip a couple of times. I was clipping so bad. Um, so maybe I really do need to get a microphone because I'm over the clipping, over the audio issues, but it is what it is. Uh, get, let's get back to the episode now. But they they never collab with people unless they, they're featured on a track, um, which I think is fine. I don't really care that much. I do like when artists don't have that many features. Like, I feel like albums are ruined by excessive features, and nowadays features almost never really add on to the song unless they're really just like planned out like they're very deliberate like on Yugi's EP I think all of his features were very deliberate and smart choices um a Mac Ayers has very very deliberate um features and they all work really well and hit when he's featured on songs it's also very very cohesive and sounds great 1995 just are not a group that necessarily benefits from that except for that one song with no room but yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts to say. It's kind of like, again, I wanted to put it into two parts because I just have so many thoughts to say about the 1975 and I'll probably continue to comment on them on the side as they continue doing stuff because I don't think it's the end for the 1975. I do feel like they might put out one album and then it'll be over for them, but we'll see what happens. They still have a fan base. It's just a lot smaller than before. I hope you guys enjoyed this just random ass rant about the 1975. I had a lot of fun talking about this group. Um, many people only knew that I really love this group and have not, excuse me, heard the where that what happened with that love. And honestly, now I just I love Mac Ayers, I love Zayn, I love Tanache. I just love a lot of solo artists um, who's I really care a lot about the the political and moral messages behind a lot of these people in these groups. And the artists that I care about, I'll talk about another day because I plan on dedicating episodes to each of these people, Mac Ayers, Tinashe, Zayn, um, just as examples, because they really have shown me these last, particularly, like, Tinashe I've only been following for, like, a year and a half, two years, year and a half, like, very beginning of pandemic, even though I've been listening to her music since 2019, regardless, um, I, I really care about the message behind these artists, and Mac Ayers, especially, like, especially Antinache, really have done good messaging regarding their fans. I don't even know what to say. They're just really solid artists. Obviously, no perfect person's perfect. And especially when artists have more anti-capitalist messaging, like Rina Sawayama, I'm more inclined to like them. So that's why I'm kind of critical of certain groups, like industry-based groups. I feel like there's a reason why girl group, boy groups in the West don't do well. It's just more manufactured than elsewhere. Um, I mean, like, well, okay, if we think about Little Mix, I don't feel that way about Little Mix. Okay, okay, I'm not going on a tangent, okay, just kidding, we love all boy groups and girl groups. I do feel like there's a more of an industry capitalist mode to, uh, okay, we're not gonna get into it. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have a nice day, night, evening, morning. Um, Be safe. Don't fall. Don't do stupid things out there. I will see you guys soon for the next episode. Bye.